What's going on, guys? Matt White here with Jimmy Mentis, another episode of Fit Business. Today, we have a very special guest, none other than Carlo Filippone. What's going on, man? What's up, Matt? How you doing, Jimmy? How's everything going? Good, man. Great. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. I'm so souped to be with you guys today, man. You guys <laughs> have been doing a great job with, 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 with the videos. I tell you what, you guys really got me, got me into it when you did the meal prep video and I was like, I got to get on with these guys. I got to talk to them because Jimmy's dead on on a lot of things. Matt, I've been friends with for so long and he hit some key points as well. It's like, can't wait to, can't wait to be on with these guys. So soon to be here. No, we're glad to have you. I mean, we, Jimmy and I, we wanted to do something different with, with our podcast show, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, Jimmy, you, you know this, we went back and forth for weeks. We're like, do we want to do this? What do we want to do? How do we differentiate? We both, you know, we're both obviously like yourself, Carlo, heavily into business and, mm -hmm. and the entrepreneurship aspect of it. And obviously, we're both in the fitness and supplement industry. And we're like, how do we combine both of these that people would be engaged, but yet get some value from our point of view, our perspective, our experiences, our opinions, since we all have them? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we started this, and, and it seems to be taking off. People seem to like it, so we're gonna see where it goes. I yeah. think it's great. I have to be honest with you. I watch a limited amount of podcasts and videos. I watch yours because uh, I really appreciate it. I think that there's um, too much of one thing and not enough of a variable, uh, not enough varied information. And I think you guys do a great job. Yeah, and we, decide, we, we didn't want to do like a bashing podcast or, I mean, you know, the business side of obviously the fitness business, the fitness industry is a business. So yeah. everybody's benefiting from this on a, on a financial side. So how do we do it? How do you do it? I mean, that's why we want to talk to you. You yeah. know, I personally think because, you know, my background from the restaurants being Greek, it's yeah. a hard business. I, I, I mean, the restaurant business, the restaurant business, my friend, is the hardest business there is, period. So, so now you take that business and and you create and i gotta say i don't remember i might be wrong here you were probably the first ones the first one who who started this right because was it you had the restaurant in 1996 it was angelo's right angelo's right very good and then you, <laughs> and then you started and then you started food prepping somehow yeah so take, take, take us through that man yeah. So, so the process was this. I owned the restaurant. My dad was in the pizzeria restaurant, pizzeria business. That was my, what my dad did. Um, and I graduated high school, went to college, was an accounting major. A couple of years into my sophomore year in college, I come home and my dad, old school, and Jimmy, you understand this, right? Old school guy, doesn't have a trained background in anything, okay? Made it through fifth grade, okay? That was the extent of his education. He's writing a bunch of numbers on a notebook. And he had a number that was significant. So I looked at that number. I go, what number is that? You know, and I'm starting to understand the county. So I'm like, you know, what number is that? And I kind of started helping him a little bit at that point. Too. And he goes, oh, that's the gross sales for last year. I threw my arms up. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Hold on <laughs> a second. Was that on a notepad or in the back of a business card? Yeah, it was more on a – it probably <laughs> resembled something like this. You know, it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a black and white marble, you know, you know, composition notebook that we would have had at the time. But it more looked something like this. Right. And, uh, and I was like, you know, and I started scratching my head. I'm like, really, what the hell am I doing? So um, lo and behold, you know, it only took uh, about – two years from that point for me to go in and really operate my dad's business and understand the inner workings of it. And I said, you know, look, I said, let's expand. His place was a little challenged as far as space. So we either had, would have had to upgrade the facility or find another location. What we did is we actually sold his location and moved up the road about five miles closer to where was home for us. So we had a, a um, we had a footprint there. People knew who we were, et cetera. So we built a really, really popular restaurant. Still exists. We sold it. Um, so I was there for like nine, ten years, and that's when, you know, how it all happened was this: 2002. I'm getting ready for junior nationals, and a guy named Tony Monchinsky worked for Muscle Mag. He's more of a freelance guy, but he did most of his work with Robert Kennedy at Muscle Mag. 
contacts me and he was trying to get his foot in the door with different magazines, you know. So he contacted me and said, I'd love to do an interview with you. So, you know, you remember back then, 2002, anybody will do an interview is a big deal, you know. So I said, okay, you know, um, I'd love to do the interview. And I had just placed second at the Junior Nationals. Um, Literally, it was a tie. So they broke the tie and the, the other guy won the class. And I was getting ready for USA's, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, does this interview, Robert Kennedy says to me, you know, love what you do. Uh, he's, I'm sorry, Tony says to me in the interview, he goes, can you give us a couple of recipes for Robert Kennedy? He wants to see what you can do. So I said, yeah, sure. So with the interview, they ran a couple of recipes. Kennedy says, I like this guy. Why don't we bring him on and have him as the chef? I think Romano at the time was doing muscular development. Right. So now they had their own resident chef. So I obviously yeah. jumped at the opportunity. He liked the physique. That was always very aesthetic for a smaller guy. I wasn't one of those... You know, lightweights with short legs and a long <laughs> and a long right, torso, right. or vice versa. I always, so he he appreciated the physique. He appreciated my skills. So he took me on. Um, at that time, I had had enough of the of the pizzeria restaurant business, working long hours, the weekends. Every time I took off and tried to have a staff there that would run and operate the business, the business went backwards. Okay, the theft, the screwing up the meals, the customers. I mean, I would come out. And some of the bodybuilders would remember this, like to a standing ovation. Like I'd come out of the kitchen and the people there because my real food, you know, the diet food is good and it's probably good because my real food is exceptional. Um, so anyway, 2004, I decided that we were going to sell the restaurant and we were at the top of our game. The demographic of the area was it that we were in was changing. So I said, you know what, let me get out while I'm on top. We did this for 10 years, 12 years, really. Let me get out of here while I can before this demographic changes. And then I either have to adjust the price changes and be miserable or, right. you know, find find another way because I don't want to do this. I just want to keep going this, this way. So that's what we did. In 2004, I got a great price for it, sold it. Now, the demographic has changed again. So the guys who own it now are doing really, really well. And I'm very happy for them. I mean, they've been there now, you know, since 2004. So that's 15 years on our end. Um, so they're doing really well. They've actually opened up a couple of other Angelos in Jersey. So I'm really proud of them. That's great. Uh, but I so, was... So where, when did the real muscle chef come to life? Yeah, Robert Kennedy called me the that's, muscle That's the muscle mag, right? By the way, yeah. I, 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 Tony, Tony also interviewed me as well. There you go. So exactly. we're just dating ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, so... so was that the book? When, when did you write that book? No, no, I didn't write. A, I didn't have written a book. I wrote over two hundred articles for. It. But there's a picture. What picture is that, Matt? That that you? There's one picture. Every time I say your name or I hear your name, there's one picture that always stands out. Oh, the, Which uh, one is yeah, that? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's almost like the you're going hat? into the shot with the chef hat. Yeah, What's yeah, that? yeah. It's it's kind of it's it's I, this one here. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I, yeah. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, just like I have that overall picture with the glasses, yeah, that yeah, it just yeah, haunts yeah. me. It haunts me until today. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, I'm sure this picture doesn't haunt you. Mine does. But <laughs> every time I hear your name or I see your name or someone says something, that picture, man, it's all. <laughs> that's all yeah, I, I gotta tell you, Robert Reef took that picture out in California yeah. for Muscle Mag. Yeah. And I was just, listen, Jimmy, you know, you were what, 6'4? Six, six, how tall are you? 6'3? Six, 6'4? Six, I'm 6'2. Six, if I was 6'4, six, six, I would never made it. All right. But, but you're, <laughs> you competed at what, 250, 245? Yeah, about that. How many 5'3 bodybuilders yeah, did yeah, you no. know that got any attention whatsoever? Yeah, but you were <laughs> so, good, man. So thank you. You were good. Uh, I was just so over the top when Kennedy said, I want you to do this for me. I legitimately would look through, through the magazines and be like, there isn't another bodybuilder in here who's not at the very least a light heavyweight, right. you know? And I was getting like Jorge Betancourt kind of attention, right. you know, because of muscle mag. And even this is even before Jose, because Jose then became that guy and flex after him, obviously Lewis. Right. Um, but before them, I was the smallest guy in the magazines and loving every minute of it, you know? Um, so it was very, very exciting for me. Um, I wrote for Robert. I, I still have to tell you, one of the biggest mistakes that I made, and I wouldn't call it a mistake, at the time it was a good business decision, but from a loyalty perspective, I wrote for Rob Kennedy and Muscle Mag for, for 10 years. Yeah. And then along came Steve Blackman and said, hey, we want you over at MD. 
And it was when I was starting the meal prep company, which is, I guess, what we're, we're going to get into anyway. So maybe it might be a nice segue to it. Um, I was just starting the meal prep business, and Steve Blackman comes over and says, hey, we want you on our team. So I was faced with a decision that I didn't really want to make because my, my loyalty and allegiance and appreciation was to Muscle Mag. But I also recognized that they weren't changing with the times. They weren't doing anything online. They weren't doing the videos and all that other stuff. And I said, well, I can stay here and sync with the ship or I can move over now because this guy's going to find somebody else to do it. Right. So after 10 years, I said, okay, I'll go over to muscular development. And I spent some time there with, um, with Blackman. Um, and that was fun too. But my better years were with. Right. Well, so, now, Carlo, where, where, at what point after you sold your restaurant, were you kind of like, this meal prep thing is is going to evolve? Like, where, where? I mean, because it's a at that point nobody was doing it. Nobody. So, yeah. so what gave you that idea and made you say, I'm going to do this? I'll tell you exactly how it went. It was it was really very simple. I I went back to school at 34. Okay, went back to school at 34, and at 34 years old, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get my degree, okay, because it's, it's been years since I'm in school. So I'm sitting in classrooms trying to learn and trying to get my degree, and it's not happening. I'm sitting there. I could retain the information, but I'm distracted by the goings on around me. Your, Kids your, degree, your degree in accounting? In accounting, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I went back to try to get my accounting degree. So I'm okay. sitting there and sold the restaurant held a note on it. I had a couple other things going on, so I was able to live and survive. And and that was the year I was going to try to be a pro bodybuilder too, by the way. I said, now that the restaurant's off my hands, because I worked right through. I would be in my restaurant like up to the Wednesday before the show, get on a plane on Thursday morning and go compete. You know, like I didn't live the life of Riley, you know. So anyway, um, so while I, while I did that, it was, uh, I sold in, I believe it was March of 2004. So, I decided local gym. Before that, I was the, the bodybuilder thing, driving out to Bev's and going to Strong and Shapely, the local gyms and the bodybuilder gyms, Diamond Gym. Okay, so I was doing all of that. Um, but now it was time to join a local gym. <laughs> so I joined the local gym, and this gym had a lot of energy in there. There's a little cafe in the gym. And the guy who ran it, okay, by, by, mind you, this gym had 12, 1,300 check-ins a day, which wow. for that time was pretty busy right and it was all yeah. fitness enthusiasts i mean people who were in shape who was doing mma you know it was real like uh, for a local gym it had quite the crowd and quite the fitness uh, atmosphere right so i started training in there and i'm like every time i wanted to get a shake the guy's out every time i wanted to grab a bottle of water the guy's out so finally he said to the gym i said who the hell owns that cafe why aren't they in there they're like oh that's a guy named vlad and whatever blah 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 so finally, I caught him one night, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm like, why aren't you opening this place up? You have a you have a gold mine here, you know?" He's like, "Oh no, these people don't buy shit. You don't know them." I'm like, "Well, actually, I, I do know them. I've lived here my whole life. These people will buy if you sell them the right thing." Anyway, the long and the short of it is, I'm sitting around. I'm going, "Shit, I, I'm making some money, but I'm not making the money that I was making." So let me go in and let me see if I can get this guy to rent me some of the space. And I'll start making some of these healthy meals that, you know, I had done in my restaurant. I actually had a healthy menu in my restaurant already. Right. 2004, not too many people were doing that. Actually, 2002, not too many people were doing that, right? Um, so made him a deal, took over half of the space. He took his half of the cafe. He sold the supplements and the shakes. On the other half, I was selling my food and drinks. So so your so your food and drinks, was it like, was it in, like in, in Tupperware? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we did is when I first started, Jimmy, you'll understand this. When I first started it, I was like, all right, I'm going to make eggs and, uh, and oatmeal and this and that. And then people are coming in for the egg white wraps and this. Now I'm going, holy shit, egg wraps for $5 and it's taking me 20 minutes to make them. I'm like, how does this make sense to anybody? So then I'm like, I either get a short order cook to stand here all day and then they're not going to buy it because truthfully, and, and I, I can say it, I'll say it as humbly as I can. I was the draw. You know, I was a bodybuilder in there, so I'm wearing my, you know, tight clothing and I'm in shape and here I am with an apron on cooking. And people were coming in, honestly, just to kind of see that. Like, hey, who's the <laughs> guy who's cooking, you know? Um, so we decided, it only took me about two months. After two months, I'm like, you know what? This is not the way I'm gonna sell the product. Brought in a refrigerator, okay? 
started pre-making all the meals. And then people didn't have time to wait. So they'd get done with their workout. You tell them 15 minutes for something to eat, and they didn't have time to wait. So I'm like, you know what? Let's make some of the stuff that, you know, I know will hold well. I know that will will reheat well. So we started off with like the meatballs and the lasagnas and stuff that I could do, whole wheat pasta sheets. Just try to make it so that people in mainstream would appreciate the flavor and the and taste. You, and you kept your costs low? Yes, of course. You when know? you do it in that manner, you keep your right. costs low. You're doing the work. You're not paying thousands of dollars for a chef to come in. Um, you know, your containers are at relatively inexpensive. What was but, what was the name? Of, it was like what was the name of the cafe? Healthy Healthy Meals Cafe. It right, was very generic. Right. I didn't expect so, it to evolve. Trust me. So so <laughs> let's let's fast forward because I have to ask you this question. So you have elite lifestyle cuisine. Yep. But the chicken pound. Yeah, man. This guy. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. 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 I. So so explain yeah, to me. Explain to me. <laughs> please explain to me. Yeah. How many forms of chicken? Yeah. Do you have right now seven? We have seven varieties of chicken. The plan is to get it to ten. Name and name them. Okay, so we have balsamic, balsamic marinated, cilantro lime. We have okay. lemon herb. We have teriyaki. We have a barbecue, which is more like a re it's a house barbecue. It's not a hickory smoked barbecue. Okay. And then we have plain, olive, uh, extra virgin olive oil, salt and pepper. And then we have a pre-contest plain for all the dieters out there. So the people who don't want shit on their chicken, just like you and I ate it for years, plain chicken goes on the grill, comes off, no spray, nothing. So it's yeah. just chicken. I'll take so all of them. I'll, I'll take all of them but the plane now. Yeah, you got it. No, so, Jimmy, so, Jimmy, uh, so for real, Jimmy, yeah, so, they are it's literally the best. I gotta tell you, and I'm had. and I'm and I'm sorry I'm saying this, but I kept hearing chicken pound, chicken pound, chicken pound, and I'm like and then I and then someone told me it was you, and I'm like, what what is that? So so I had this concept for years in the back of my mind, and I said, you know what? So here's where we are, right? Let's, so let's let's talk about the meal prep first, and then I'll go right into chicken pound if that's okay. okay. All right. So I'm doing meal prep, and we're doing this, okay? So I decide after that cafe, actually, a friend of mine comes over and says, "Hey, let's take this mainstream. We can do more of this. Whatever, blah blah blah." It's 2008. Form a partnership, as you know, in business partnerships usually go bad, and it went bad really quickly. Our vision for the company didn't match. I felt that we should take what we were doing and infiltrate New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Okay, you know where I live, right? Like, you know where my place is. It's right by the George Washington Bridge that connects New York with New Jersey, okay? So I said, you know what? We have so many people around us. Let's just focus on this and let's go Let's go forward. My partner wanted to go nationwide and get big. He wanted to swing for the Grand Slam. And I was like, no, it's not the way you build the business. You go slow, right? So we didn't click, we separated. That company was called In Motion Meals. It's defunct, so we can talk about it. Um, so I separated from them. So the guy who created the meal prep company walked, had to walk away because I had two partners, had to walk away from the company. They decided to keep the company. I wound up creating Elite Lifestyle Cuisine. Okay. So literally, and we is that is that is that a standalone place now? Is that a, is that like somewhere I can walk in? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Our location, main location, is in Fairview, New Jersey. So it's again. 10, 15 minutes from the bridge, if right, that. Right, so, so it became a standalone. I actually wound up in Clifton, long story. I wound up in Clifton. They kept the Fairview location. And when they went out of business, they called me and said, hey, we're going out of business. I said, all right, let's see what you got. And I'll just take right. back. So I wound up in my original place. So a little pride thing there. I can, <laughs> you know, the, the business that I started that I walked away from and got nothing. I got it all. I got all of the equipment back, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, um, that's so good karma, man. Karma, right? Well, you know what? You try to do the right thing, and oh. that's probably why I'm why I'm still in business because you, yeah. you made some awesome points that I'm going to get to as to why these companies fail and why things don't move forward for meal prep yeah. companies. So you do the right thing by people, even if you don't make money or you make a couple of pennies on, on the on the dollar. It's okay. You're giving people what they want, what they deserve, what they pay for, etc. Right? So anyway, we. We start the meal prep company to leave livestock. I've watched multi-million dollar investments go into meal prep companies now. 
quite frankly, I don't have multi-million dollar meetings. Even when I've presented to people, they've thought that it was a good idea, but not a great idea. For all the reasons that you said, Jimmy, when you start to prepare meals, think about this, right? Matt, you have this in Pennsylvania. Jimmy, I know you have it in Florida. New York is saturated with eateries, right? You go to sit down in your local pizzeria restaurant. I'm not talking about a high-end restaurant. I'm talking about like your local yokel pizza place, right? You go to order a chicken parmesan dinner, right? What are you paying for it? What are you paying for it in Florida, Jimmy? What are you paying for it in Pennsylvania? Because I'll give you the best example you can ever have. In New York, a chicken parm at an average pizza place is about $16, $17. Wow. Okay. That's what we're paying here. I'm not sure what PA is. I'm not sure what Florida is. But I'm telling you, you're not going to get a chicken parmesan with pasta, which is regular semolina pasta, a regular chicken breast, regular part skin mozzarella, tomato sauce that they make that really costs you pennies on the dollar, right? They're not concerned with fats. They'll probably add some starches to thicken it up, whatever. Okay, so think about that $16 chicken parm, and then you have a meal prep company who's giving you a better quality chicken breast, who's giving you multi-grain or whole wheat pasta, which is more expensive than regular semolina pasta, which is using a low fat or a non-fat mozzarella to try to keep your calories low, which is making your tomato sauce with less fillers and just real pure tomatoes, maybe a little extra virgin olive oil, herbs and spices, right? So you're creating a better quality product, but you're only bringing in eight, nine, ten dollars for that meal as opposed to fifteen, sixteen dollars. Right. So they're frying, they're frying their chicken, right, for a chicken farm in whenever canola, if you're that lucky, right? They're usually using the animal fat, okay? And you're grilling everything. So it takes you longer to make it, okay? Then, then you got to put it in a container that costs triple the money of one of those aluminum containers you're using, right? So you got to put it in a microwave-safe container. Then you got to freeze it or, or cool it down, right? Then you got to seal it. You got to label it. Then you got to get FedEx or UPS to come in, take your product. You got to create, you either need a liner or you need a cooler. Then you need either dry ice or ice packs. You need wadding and craft paper to fill that box so that when FedEx destroys it, kicks it, throws it off the belt, and it flips over 62 times, the dishes don't crack and the lids don't pop open or the plastic doesn't pop open. Think about all those steps to try to make 45 and and then I get the package, right? Right, and it's a little crack, and I'm like, yep. uh, "Excuse me, my money back." Um, my box was open, and I don't feel comfortable eating the food. Yeah, exactly. Now, what do you do? Precisely. Now, what do you do? Exactly. <laughs> do you do you do you subject yourself to the public bashing? Right. You know you're going to get. Because here's right. the other thing, right? With social media today, you could send out a thousand boxes a week. 997 of them will get there perfectly. Three won't. You know who's going to make the noise? Yeah. The three. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I know. I know. It's insane. Know. But but listening to you speak in your in your on your show when you said you spoke to your brother and he said it's not worth it. I said, look, finally, I have somebody who kind of gets it because I try to explain this. People look at me and look at my business and where we are so many years later. You're like, this is great, you know. Blah blah. I'm like, no, it's not. I make a couple of bucks here and there. I don't make a lot of money. But you know what, you know what, Carlo, you love this. Yeah. See, passionate. see, you, you, you're passionate. So you'll find a way. And and the thing is, you're the brand. Yeah. yeah. You're you're the brand. So so when when you follow what you your passion, you follow what where you started. I mean, you 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 were going to college, and you're like, screw this. I want to eat. I want to I want to be a chef. Right. Same yeah. thing with my brother. Yeah. I mean, I had him at Beauty Fit. For three years, he left the kitchens. He was working for Sedexo, man, okay? Yeah. And he left. And I had him here for three years. And the first first six months to a year, he was sitting at the desk. We were traveling with Beauty Fit. It was great, right? But then I saw him like this, his whole demeanor. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong? He goes, I don't know. I don't know. And all of a sudden, he, he got behind. He got in that kitchen again. He got in that heat again. Okay, mm -hmm. and his face lit up. I'm like, you know, yeah, you're freaking crazy. You're, you're, yeah. you're, and yeah. I'm like, go, go. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so you're the brand. You're the brand. So whatever you do, you're gonna make people gonna support you. I appreciate it, and, and, and I feel that way. I feel that, as you said, like they, a lot of people, even though they don't know, they can, re they realize it very quickly. This guy actually right. kind of knows what he's talking about. Like, 
you know, most people, where do they start their businesses? You said it. it's in addition to what they're doing. Okay, so how many, how many small, uh, you know, entrepreneurships begin with, I'm going to start a meal prep company. You're a trainer, and by the way, you're going to make somebody's meals. You know, um, you, you, do, you do one thing. I mean, in my area, guys that I used to actually coach for bodybuilding, I have a truck driver who opened up a meal prep company. I have two police officers who opened up meal prep companies. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is all fun when you're doing it out of your house. Right. But when you start to rent a location and, you know, we're being inspected as we speak. The, li right? the licenses. Right. When you, when you go to get your licenses and you have to pay for insurance and you have real vendor bills and you can't survive on charging your friends five and six dollars a meal anymore. OK, but your friends will still expect not just them to get the meals for five and six dollars, but their friends to get the meals for five and six dollars. What are you going to do then? Your failure is imminent. It's imminent, period. I had a girl one time come in here, great girl, uh, on Instagram, reaches out and says, I love what you're doing. I love your products. love your food. I want to meet you. Okay. So I'm like, okay, come on in. You know, you're a client. I'll be there between X hours. Come on in. She comes on in, very well dressed, very nice girl, very well spoken. Okay. Puts her keys down on the table, offer her a cup of coffee. And I see she's got a nice BMW keychain, right? And I'm like, okay, this girl clearly is doing well, right? So she says to me, the reason I wanted to meet you is because I'm doing some meal prep and I want to start this as a business. You're my motivation. So I said, her name's Dean. I can give you her first name. I said, Dean, I said, yes, your question. I said, you love to cook? Yeah. Okay. Are you passionate about it? I love to do it. Everybody tells me how great I am at cooking. I said, okay. I said, can I ask what you do for a living? You know? So she says, yeah, I'm a property manager. I said, okay. I said, I said, you're doing over 150 a year, almost 200 a year as a property manager. I said, my educated guess? And she goes, actually, I'm doing 180. I said, do you know how many meals you have to sell to profit $180,000? And when the key, I said to keep that key, and to keep the key that you were <laughs> So, right. So, when I said that to her, she goes, no. I said, I'm going to tell you your first couple of years, it's more than 180,000 meals. I said, because by the time you cover all the expenses, whether you have an investor or not, by the way, Okay, you're going to have to make a lot of meals in order to do that. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, I said Dina, your, your profit's about a buck a dish, if that. Like, you got to understand, there's so many expenses. You're poultry, you're this, you're that. When you're starting out, nobody's giving you pricing where, like, you're doing 50, 60,000 pounds of chicken a week. That takes a long time to get to. So if you're using a couple hundred pounds of chicken, you're either driving to one of the restaurant depots and jeopardizing the product and grabbing crap, okay? Or you, you form a relationship with a vendor who's going to say, no, in order for us to get it, it's not $199. To get it to you, it's $279, you know? So on a pound, of course. So, so many things. So I was able to talk her out of it, thankfully. And she sent me the nicest message about a month and a half later. And she goes, I want to thank you for helping me not to commit a career suicide. <laughs> you know, she goes... <laughs> I would have been dead without the livelihood that I had. You, you know what? Um, I'm sure you, you've you've heard of them. You've heard of, of uh, Bam Body Nutrition. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stephanie actually started as a wanted to start as a food prep, like do foods. Okay. Um, and she was she was on Team Beauty Fit. You know, she's not on Team Beauty Fit now, but she's still family because you know yeah. obviously she's running around, right? Yeah, yeah. So somehow, some way, we convinced her to get out of the food. And get into the desserts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. because because she was getting, she was like, "You're not going to do it." And my brother kept telling her, "Don't do it. Do the dessert. You know, let's once I help you Special. start some form formulas, start some recipes and stuff like that." It's a very tough business. So you know, kudos to you. I know it's still not easy, and 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 now you have another mouth to feed. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, obviously I think there goes, you know, the 20 pounds of chicken in the next two weeks. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we're, but, we need to sell a lot of bird. But I got to get to this chicken pound thing. Yeah. So, Jimmy, Jimmy, let me tell you. When, when Carlo told me that he started the chicken pound, I got some chicken that he sent. And I'm thinking from previous experiences, and even my own, where I would make bulk chicken. And right. it would, you know, it would sit in the fridge for a few days. I'm not even like frozen. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm used to eating, you know, what I prepare. Carlos sends me his stuff. Dude, my head exploded. 
never in my life have I tasted something like that that was fresh or frozen. The really? chicken is moist. The, the flavor is phenomenal. And I mean every flavor that he sent me. I think the only one that I didn't get was the plain. All of the others, in, insane. Literally, I, I mean, Carlo, you can vouch. I sent you a message saying, this is absolutely amazing. Yeah, thank you. It, it is legit. So, so now you have so now you have the um, the elite lifestyle, right? And now yeah. you, and you also have the chicken pound. Yes. How are you working both? Well, we have a facility where we're able to handle both. Right now, we are up, updating uh, our facility so that will be tremendous. It'll be a lot bigger, a couple thousand square feet that we're taking, which will help with the equipment that we need to do this properly. So we're we're updating. We're actually kind of in a, I call it a, a, a standstill. What do we, when the planes go overhead in a holding pattern, right? Like we're yeah. kind of in a holding pattern. We're not doing much more to try to push the Chicken Pound brand because we're treading on fine lines as far as whether we can handle it or not. We really have gotten that busy, thankfully. Um, so, you know, Elite has one type of clientele where it's the prepared meals. So we have the, the staff that puts that together. And then we have a completely different staff that comes in and really just grills, sorts, assembles, and packages chicken all day long and overnight. So it's really like our our facility gets about six hours of rest on a Saturday into Sunday morning. And wow. other than that, it's just a continuous flow of people coming in and working and doing their jobs. Now, so who's how your can main I... demographic for Chicken Pound? I'm sorry? Who's your main demographic for the Chicken Pound? Obviously, we look at it as from in our world, the fitness and bodybuilding community, because for them, it's like, that's what they're going to be prepping anyways. Right. So it just makes but, sense. So, so, find so the same Jim, thing. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to jump in here. So it starts with us. Everything always starts with the bodybuilders. And you know that it's been like that since yesterday. everything has started with bodybuilders. Right. So <laughs> nobody wants to give the bodybuilders the credit, but everybody wants to look like them. Right. They tell you, oh, I would never want to look like that because of their own personal right. in, in um, what do you call it? I'm a little blank because I don't sleep very much nowadays. Insecurities or yeah. uh, whatever. OK, so they, they don't ever feel like they can look like that. But it always starts with the bodybuilder. It always starts with the personal trainer. It starts with, you know, us looking a certain way. The personal trainers look at us. This is what they're doing. So this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to tell my clients to do. It really I thought it would start and remain with bodybuilding. It has transcended bodybuilding gone from the bodybuilders, fitness enthusiasts, fitness enthusiasts, crossfitters, right down to the trainers. OK, and the training facilities. And then to the clients thereof, which, you know, clients of all these facilities are regular here's, people. So here's there's what I would think. moms who order the chicken pound because they're like, I got a pound of chicken. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Bingo. Pound the chicken yes. for 10 bucks. Yes. I'm done. Would, I'm making a salad, baking a couple of potatoes. It's a home run. Yeah. Right. So, right. I, I was going to say the same thing. I, I think I think it would be so smart for moms. They, yeah. You know, they have they, the families of four or five get 10, 10 pounds of chicken, you know, two pounds of this or three pounds of this. Right. You it, it's already made. Right. You know, you get some rice package. We offer yes. five pounds. So yeah. order five pounds. It'll cost you 65 bucks or something like that to That's get it to fair. your house. And you can you literally have five to 10 meals for your family, <laughs> you know, depending on how much yeah. everybody's eating. Right. I've yeah. scaled down my protein. I don't need a half a pound of chicken anymore. I eat about five ounces. If that, so I can make three meals out of a container. Where are you getting for three dollars and thirty-three cents a protein-based meal? You're not, okay. Right. And it's a full pound, by the way. It's not. It was a pound, and now nine ounces, ten ounces. We weigh the stuff after it's cooked, so it's a full. Pound. Um, so that is it's great, started, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to Tammy because I got, I'm gonna order um, because. We had this conversation yesterday. She's like, you know, because she she meal preps for me. Or let's put it this way: she cooks and then she just puts food in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't call it meal prepping, right? Right. So she goes, "What do you want to eat?" Mind, yeah. She goes, "She goes, what do you want to eat?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what do I want to eat?" She goes, "Yeah, you know, aren't you tired of eating the same thing?" I said, "Listen to me. What are the four proteins? I don't eat fish right now. I'm done with fish. You got chicken, turkey, steak, eggs." So when you go to Publix, you get the four. Then carbs, you got rice, potatoes, and pasta. I'm good. Yeah. She goes, but don't you want? I'm like, no. no. She goes, no. she goes, no. well, I need a little 
you know, and she goes, I, that chicken, I, I'll eat the chicken, but then I got to warm it up again, you know, and then I got to do this. I gotta, and you know what, dude, I'm going to, after we finish, I'm going to call you and I want to order. I'm going to put her on the phone because she's like, she's getting tired of doing this, this thing. So maybe I think it's a great solution. Yeah. Think about the time that it takes to go get the shit, right? And then you have to clean it. The chicken's always got a little bit of a a grizzle to it. You got to trim that. You got to get the fat off. If you're like me, I don't like any chicken fat on my chicken, right? By the time you cut it and you do this, it's a pain. It really is. You know, look, you asked how I came up with the chicken pound, okay? Let let me me get to that because I think it's funny, the story, right? So I'm doing the meal prep elite. We're doing okay. We're moving forward. And look, Jimmy, you own businesses, Matt, you're an entrepreneur, right? Like you can do this all you want, but God, you want this, right? Like you just want to go. You don't want to keep doing this. You do it because it's the right way to do it. And when you don't have the investment money and, and again, it takes millions. Yeah, you always have that urge, right? You always, what am I going to do? Right. So, you know, I started thinking to myself, I was like, look, for years, I said, I got to be able to sell chicken by the pound. And at Elite, we actually sell whole chicken breasts. Okay, and we sell it in like, uh, I think it's 48 ounce packages, okay? But people weren't buying it. I mean, they buy it, but it's not our main item. So people come across it, like, oh, this is a great idea. Let me buy some chicken, so I'll throw it into my meals. Or let me buy some chicken and I'll make some salad. And what I realized was, and we had, by the way, like Flex Lewis on board at one point. He was part of our uh-huh. team. Uh, one, of my, uh, one of my friends, and he's actually still a, a small partner in the company, Steve Weatherford, former NFL football player, big fitness mm-hmm. now. Yeah come on board. So we have these guys and we're bringing them to the site and nothing's happening. <laughs> you know, people wow. are going to the site, they're landing on the site, but the ROI is just not there. I mean, you're paying them thousands, right? To, to post, and to right. put up things and you're giving them the product and the ROI is not. So that's one of the problems that meal prep companies have too, right? They pay all these influencers or give their product away and then they don't get the ROI. So we went through that and it was mind boggling to me. And I'm like, how do I have Mr. Olympia on my team and people buying this chicken, right? And the answer was very obvious. When you landed on this site, okay, it was elite livestock cuisine and you saw turkey meatballs and you saw chicken parm and you saw lemon herb chicken and you saw this and that, but it wasn't what they wanted. Right. What they really wanted was just chicken. So the fact that these other things were on the menu was like, they don't, they didn't want to hear it. I mean, some of them ordered, I'm not going to say we never got orders. We did get orders and it helped the brand. It helped the brand, but it didn't add up all this. So yeah, I said, the, com- the conversions weren't there. Right. You got to create a product that is so easy, effective, right? It came from actually reading a book, a book called Simplified. Everybody should read it, by the way. Okay. Where you do what you can do and make it as simple as you possibly can, and people will react to it. It can change a life, it'll make things better for you business wise, right? So I said, you know what? I gotta figure out how to sell more chicken. I just want to sell chicken to people. So I was like, okay, sell it by the pound. You'll make it. Uh, and the concept was to cut it first, cut the chicken breast into cubes, so that we can eat it in our cars, right? Like how many times you find yourself, you know, driving. So you actually thought of it like that, right? So yeah, I said, you know what? We gotta make it simple so that you can eat it very easily. Because I would pick at it while I was driving. All right, so we're gonna cube it. Nobody else is cubing it. A lot of other people are selling chicken breasts whole. Nobody's cutting it, cut it. You gotta season it and marinate it. I have complete confidence in my marinating abilities, okay, and my cooking abilities. So I knew that was gonna be hard, but what do I call it? Like, what do you name the company that's just gonna sell chicken by the pound? Chicken by the pound, stupid, boring. Nobody's gonna go for it, right? And I'm thinking like, where do chickens live? You know, and I'm like, well, they live in a coop. And I'm like, well, the chicken coop is very, sounds dirty. <laughs> you know, like, like, you don't want to name it the chicken coop. Right. I was literally in a shower one morning after about, about, you know, two to three months of conceptualizing what I wanted to do. I'm coming out of the shower and like, just fucking call it the chicken pound. It's by the pound. Dogs live in a pound, but people love dogs. So even if they think of a pound as like where dogs live, it's chicken pound, chicken by the pound. I'm like, yeah, I got it. That's yeah, it. But, and pound. also dog pound is kind of hip. The dog pound is hit, right, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's so where I, when I heard it, pound, right? So there's right, a lot of different right. marketing things you can do with that. Right. So I'm like, no, it's, it's the chicken pound. That's it. So I literally, like that day, I was like, all right, that's it. Went, bought the website. It was available. I'm like, bought the website and started, you know, reaching out to my graphic team. I'm like, hey, listen, this is what I need. I need you to create a muscular chicken so that, you know, here's the concept, here's the idea. 
We had it up and running like two weeks after that. Like literally, got the website up. So I had the facility to to cook the chicken. That was easy, you know. So that's how it started. And, you know, reached out to a couple of friends and said, hey, try it, Matt. I think you were one of them. I need you to try this. Try my meals, but try my chicken. Um, I'll tell you, and we have a lot of, you know, a lot of pros. I I won't mention their names because I really don't have their permission to, you know, do that. You know, we have a lot of IFBB pros who order from us. I mean, you know, you can figure out who it is, but one woman won the Olympia eating our stuff, you know, um, and some of the top guys on the East Coast are using it. And again, but it all boil, it all boils down, Carlo, is because they know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationships. You That's guys said the people that used to come to the restaurants, right? That's it, so man. before it was you know, Sean Ray, Ronnie Coleman on numerous occasions, whenever Ronnie was in the area. Okay, and he guest posed for Steve Weinberger at least once a year, and he's usually there two or three times, whether he was visiting a girlfriend or not or whatever, okay? So he would always reach out and call him coming to town, and he had his, his stuff, and, you know, Victor used to pop in. Um, but at one point, at one point on one night, and Jimmy, you remember the names, Matt, you will too, of course, Jenny Lynn, Adela Garcia, Freemansky, and Ronnie were all in at the same time. Okay, wow. so we had the three reigning Olympias, Okay, all at one time in the restaurant that were just sitting there eating, having a great time, enjoying the food. I mean, Richard Jones not so popular anymore, but he came in and made a splash and left. It was the great USA champ. Yeah, right. Um, And then the local guys would always come in because they would hear that the bodybuilders, the pros were coming in. So on the weekends, it wasn't unusual. I had pro wrestlers coming in (laughs) just... You know, because the magazines would come out every 30 days. So I always submitted the pictures to the magazine, like Ronnie Coleman enjoys, a, a, you know, filet mignon and Victor this. And, you know, so it was always um, it was always a who's who before the meal prep companies existed and before you can go out and get go into different uh, walk in eateries, the health stuff. Right. I was, and we were having a lot of fun with it. And uh, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised how you didn't get into those health food um restaurants you know you know yeah. like you know how there, there's some out there's was, there was a big there's a there was a big chain up there you know and i'm surprised you didn't get into that with the kitchen i mean ha- you have a storefront but on the back end you do the meal prep but you now you why? have bas- you basically have a cater yes you have a catering business right now yeah you want to know why because business entrepreneurship right when you open up your doors beauty fit what a, what a great name, right? Yeah. Beauty, fit, beautiful, and fit. You could be beautiful and fit if you're a bodybuilder, a female Absolutely. bodybuilder. You could be beautiful and fit if you're an everyday stay-at-home mom, right? right? So you're catering to everything, right? I'm going to call out a company, and they can get mad at me if they want. I'm not sure whether they actually declared bankruptcy or closed. They were looking for investment money. They're, they're close. They're close. You know which company I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. Has a ridiculous name that your mother, my mother, would never walk into. Right, right. Okay, so how difficult is it to find a name in the food business that's going to cater to everybody? Think about that. Like, think about if I name my place Meal Prep Mania, is your mom going to come into Meal Prep Mania and pick something up to eat? Is your mom that? Is your my brother's not going to my sister in law is not going to nobody. My family is really going to. Okay, unless they feel like, yeah, once in a while I'll dip in there and pick up a couple of things. So with the restaurant, like, and, and listen, this was my thought process about five, six years ago. It hasn't changed very much because I still think like you, that you pigeonhole yourself into a niche audience. Because, again, New York, Jimmy, you know, New York, New Jersey, we have on four blocks sometimes you can find 15 places to eat. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of options there. So when you have that many options, what are you going to do to distinguish yourself? And please just don't tell me healthy foods because what you can do there is build one successful establishment, maybe two or three or four. But I don't think that we're there yet where you can actually build a chain of successful uh, eateries by coming up with something. Uh, I mean, I heard let's let's put it this way. I I know for for a fact that even the deli. At Whole Foods, the numbers are down. And their prep meals on the shelves, numbers are up. Right. It's yeah. the same food, but they're putting it into the, the packages and they're right. putting it in the refrigerators. So if you can get a prepared meal for 7 or $8, then all you have to do is hit a button in the microwave and it's warmed up and ready to go. 
why would you go into a place and order a cup of rice, six ounces of chicken, <laughs> and some vegetables right. on the side? Pay okay. more money. Wait, they'll screw it up. Sometimes it tastes good. Sometimes it tastes bad. <laughs> you know, how about right. those experiences that you have? Well, with well, well Carlo, isn't what you just said, isn't that sad, though? Right? Isn't that sad that that you're you're better off? I'm sorry. You're better off bet getting a prep a food meal that's prepped in the refrigerator and not taking the chance of getting a fresh hot meal. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's you sad. Know? It's it's completely sad. But it's almost listen. I frequent, as you can imagine, probably the same five places all the time. Oh, because yeah, I know yeah. I'm going to get yeah. exactly what I want right. and know exactly how I want it, and the consistency is there. And I don't give too many people second or third chances. Third chances is rare, second chances every once in a while. I know what I want. This is what I want. You know yeah. how I like it. I'm here because I like it. Keep it the same. I went to, and I'll pull out the franchise, a Bear Burger. Okay, I'm not sure if you guys have those up in uh, down in Florida or PA no. yet, right? Uh-huh. Bear Burger, nice franchise growing here on the on the coast, New York, New Jersey area, right? Several of them have opened up, started in Edgewater, New Jersey. Friend of mine says there's a new place, organic meat. You got to try it. Let's go down. Okay, we went down. I had one burger, and it was a little six-ounce patty, fantastic meat. And they have bison, ostrich, beef, all organic, okay? Ewu, elk, okay? So I'm like, this is great, you know, just right up my alley. So I had a couple of burgers, loved them. Went to another location, loved them. I recently moved, okay, about 30 minutes, and realized that five minutes from my home, there's another Bear Burger. I'm like, okay, great, let's go. Took my wife before before we had the baby. Went, sat down, took a bite. I'm like, whoa, it's not what I'm used to eating. So I grabbed the waitress. I said, can you sit, ask the manager to come over? I think he may have changed the recipe. She goes, oh, no, we did. We had a meeting on it a week ago. So I'm like, so manager comes over. I'm like, so I'm trying to figure out what's different. It's not as soft and tender as it was. I used to be able to eat three or four of these. Well, now instead of six ounces, they're eight ounces, and the grinding the meat differently. I said honestly, you want my feedback? I don't like it. Not going back. <laughs> like not going back because it's so different than what I'm used to. They tried to take an approach where they wanted to serve more mainstream because they thought their burgers now two ounces more would attract more people, and maybe it will. But not this guy. I'm, I was happy with your six ounce patty, even if I had ordered two or three of them because they were that good. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's sad. People try to cater to the masses. They forget that there's a still a quality that's appreciated by most people, and they just don't adhere to the standards. So, so I'm going to ask you this question. You chefs are very, very anti-suggestion. Okay? <laughs> well, here's, the, here's my question. Yeah. Okay? What's the craziest suggestion that you've had in have you you've had like from someone about a meal prep or something that's just really knocked your socks off? I was like, are you kidding me? Client wise or anybody? It, it doesn't matter. Like like you, you run your business, you know you have a successful business. Um, you, you see, to me, I don't really take suggestions very good because mm-hmm. I know what I want, and if I don't know what I want, then I'm open for it, right? Um, but you know your you know your food. You definitely know your food, and you're definitely getting feedback. Feedback's totally different from suggestions. Okay, what's one suggestion that you've had that you're like, "There's no freaking way I'm going to do that." I mean, I've had so many outlandish requests that it's really hard to kind of pinpoint one. Give me one. I mean, look. If I have to say one thing that drives me absolutely nuts is yes, when that's, we have that's the one I want. last three <laughs> years consistently maintained our product and its quality and driven the price down. Okay. So we have years ago, when I restarted the company in 2000 and uh, I'm sorry, 13. Okay. When I restarted under Elite Lifestyle Cuisine, our retail price was $10 a meal and we were getting it. Which is great. Okay. We, we bumped it up to, uh, to 1050 in 2015 and we kept it there. So for four years now, with all of the increases in the industry and the 
wages going up for our employees, the expansion of our team, and our volume has gone up. It hasn't gone up three times as much, okay? Like, though our volume has gone up, we've kept our prices not just consistent, but we've actually lowered them to the point where you can actually get our meals for $8.90. Of course, it's wow. a 15 shipping fee, okay? That's for the obvious reasons. So when people say to me, you need to lower your prices, it drives me insane because, and Jimmy, you know this, right? <laughs> How many different grades and qualities of chicken breasts are out there? Okay. Like people don't understand. It's not just the brand. It could be Purdue. It could be Tyson. It could be Mountaineer. It could be um, Bell and Evans. They all have different grades of chicken breast. Right. So, and they pump chicken with saline so that it lasts longer, weighs more. So when you cook it, you get about 60% of it instead of the whole thing. So what kind of chicken breast are you using? The products that I use uh, cage-free, hormone-free for all of my chicken across the board, whether it's elite or the chicken bone, like nobody else is using that. And right. you know it because that's what you tasted, Matt. That's why that chicken was so t tender. That's why it was so moist. You tasted the difference. So right. it's really that that drives me nuts is like we have to maintain this price because we got to keep the lights on, guys. Like we, it's, this is not easy. It's, um, you know, for all the reasons, Jimmy, in your previous uh, previous uh, video, I'm sorry, you're making more money selling things over the counter in your local pizza place. Think about getting fried chicken. They're charging you seven, eight dollars, nine dollars for fried chicken wings and, and legs and thighs and drumsticks. You know, we're using pure chicken breast in everything across the board that we do. So it's the pricing questions, honestly, that still drive me nuts. Because it's kind of like, look, we put the information out there. We tell you what we're using, okay? We don't give you the specific brand. I don't think we need to subject ourselves to that. That's our business. But we're telling you that we are using this product, and we're keeping our standards high because it's our standards. It's my passion, our standards. This is what we do. You could certainly go get your meals for $7.50, okay? And when you do, you'll be back. So, you know, the industry, what we find Customers flip-flop because they have so many choices. So today they'll see your ad on Facebook, so they're going to order from you because it's $6.99. Tomorrow they'll see another one, and it's $40 worth your first 10, so they're going to order from there. And then they'll create a favorite, and then that favorite, when it gets to regular price, is about $10 a meal, and it'll only take a week or two for them to see something else because they'll be retargeted with an ad that they saw somewhere else, right. and they'll try that. You know, it's, it's insanity. So I, I think more so than one thing that drives me crazy is the – Price. The pricing yeah. questions that people yeah. have. It's I, like, well, to me, if, to me uh, again, again, I don't know numbers, but I'm looking. There, there, there shouldn't be a meal prep company out there with quality food less than twelve bucks. You, you, that's your right price. Right. That's the correct price is twelve. Yeah. Fourteen dollars if yeah. you're doing it perfectly correct and still trying to make a profit. Right. We pay our bills. Look. I do okay. I'm not complaining. I've got an entrepreneur uh, ability in me that I'm, I'm, I'm making money here and there. Okay, I have some other things going on. But um, so the meal prep company is my passion. It's my baby. I'm going to coddle it. The Chicken Pound is that company that's going to go right up there. I really believe that because our opportunities are endless. You know, we're just getting into the scheme of things. Once we finish up next door, really behind this wall, once we finish up there, okay. Then we'll look to get into the supermarkets on uh, and have those packages packaged. That'd be great. Different. So yeah, the, air, yeah. the 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 uh, air packed, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, That'd the new great, packaging man. on and Jimmy, this is why I actually haven't sent you anything yet, Matt. You in a while. I'm actually waiting to get my new packaging, which we just have our launch date. We got yesterday, August. No, no, no. As soon as we get off this, I'm <laughs> calling you, man. Now, now, let me ask you this. Um, I'm in Florida. Yeah. I place an order. Mm -hmm. How long does that take to get to me? How does it get to me? It's 11.59 right now. Had you ordered before 12, you would have it tomorrow. Really? Wow. Yeah. We went to we went to overnight shipping nationwide about three weeks ago. And so, we've been killing so, it. So what was the deal? Was it FedEx? Who, who'd you do the deal with? Yeah. So here's the other thing, right? Some meal prep companies start and they call FedEx and like, hey, listen, I need you to ship my stuff. Right. And FedEx says, oh, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> they say, oh, I like that's, you. That's why I asked you this. Yeah. Here's your rate. Okay. So you look at the rate and you're like, well, how to, can I say it? How the <laughs> fuck am I going to pay for this? This is $25. Not for Florida, by the way, because Florida overnight without a good discount, it's about 120 bucks. Okay. So 
you're so FedEx sees you and says, oh, you want to ship stuff? Sure, we got you. Here you go. And look, let's face it. There's other options out there. You can reach out to other vendors who are shipping thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of boxes a week. And you can reach out to them and say, hey, we want to establish a relationship with FedEx, but they want to charge us X. What would you charge us? They're going to turn around and say, well, what's your volume? And you're going to say uh, 10 boxes a day. Yeah, not enough. They're going to say, call us when you're at 1,000. Right. Right. So our volume has gotten up so high that we are now able to ship awesome, using another party, another courier. So that courier we formed a relationship with, we contacted them and said, how many are you doing? Yeah, come on board. We got you. So That's now awesome. we went from 100 and whatever it would have cost overnight to, you know, it's still, look, we right. still lose money. We charge twenty four ninety five Florida. We still lose money on that. We lose about 15, 16 bucks if I can be completely transparent because I would tell any yeah. customer who wanted to know why we charge 24, I would tell them the truth because I just think you get so much further that way. It still costs us about 40 bucks to get you the next day. We'll take it out of the profit. I don't care. I just want more and more people to eat this product. And as we get bigger and bigger, our prices will get better and better. I'll sell today for tomorrow. That's funny. I feel the same way because... Um when uh you know obviously you know we got the capsules we got the you know the lotions and stuff like that but when some girls they order like three three two pounders mm -hmm. and or four two you know four proteins and it's going to california i'm like oh yeah you know and yeah. you see 80 dollars shipping and you're like yeah. oh my god i'd rather just drive it there yeah exactly <laughs> like you know buy a ticket on a plane and put it in yeah, the they, seat they, <laughs> people don't understand yeah. people don't understand the cost of shipping yeah, it's they don't, expensive. They don't get it. And honestly, that, that was one of my biggest frustrations. And look, I had to, I'd have been just fine. You guys heard me say a, a short while ago in the beginning that my partner wanted to go nationwide. I did. Yeah. Okay. When we formed a relationship with Steve and Flex Lewis, we were forced to go nationwide because their audience isn't strictly New York, New Jersey. So I kept doing my New York stuff by by van. We had a van driving all over to New York, New Jersey. And then we said, okay, well, let's add this other uh, option for our customers who are further away from us. That's how we started the nationwide thing. I didn't even want to do it. <laughs> okay. But I was like, well, if you're bringing these guys on board, then you got to be able to cater to their audience. And that's how it really started. And it got me involved. But listen, you know, you're shipping vitamins. I mean, I'm not putting it down at all. God bless you. you put it in a box, you put a little paper in it. There it oh, yeah. I put a, I put samples and I'm good. I'm not you. I don't need to put the dry ice and all the other shit in it. I we, get it. Holy crap. So <laughs> so you got insulated cooler liners, which is a defense. Oh. The other side of that is your uh, your styrofoam, which, you know, California, I don't even think you can ship it into California anymore. They don't want the styrofoam. Everybody's, you know, uh, consider, concerned about the earth. Rightfully so in most capacities, right? So styrofoam is now a problem, but it's three times more expensive than a liner. Then they have uh, the wool recyclable wool inserts that we're starting to use actually we're going to get starting to use that in a couple of weeks so my point is is we're looking for a minimum two dollars to six dollar investment per box just to line it so that the food gets there properly right so think about it two to six bucks you got to get the box the box is imprinted you have initial play costs for all your branding right then you got to put the dry ice in there then you got to put your craft paper your wadding paper and make sure that it's snug so that when the meals flip over they don't break this is crazy open up a shop on the main avenue and sell chicken parmesan out of that shop and you'll make a hell of I, money right i can't i can't wait to get my order and then call you and tell you uh carlo the box is wide open it's uh and i don't know if i I got to tell you, I mean, we get so much BS, like, because you can imagine, right? Like, we get so much BS. Like, somebody will send us a picture of the box with a little dent on it, right? We're like, okay, what do the contents, look, contents right. look like inside? Oh, no, those are fine. The box was bad. Like, all right, so what do you want us to do for you? Like, <laughs> like you do understand that your box is going across country in, in, in right. a lot of cases, and that FedEx is probably going to put your little 12 by 12 by 10 box underneath some behemoth boxes. We do everything we can to protect it, but if there's a little compression there, you'd be a little. I, I, I love this. This is one, This has to be one of my favorite shows that we that we filmed. That this is this is great because you know obviously I, I haven't I haven't seen this little fucker for years. Thank you. you know, I, 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 I got to see him through Skype. You know. So, uh, so let me give some advice to some people who yes, I just feel like and, and guys, listen, for people out there who are watching, 
I don't want you to get a bad taste in your mouth. I always want you to follow your dreams, regardless of where they are. And if opening up a meal prep company is what you want to do, then God bless you. By all means, do it. I've done it. I've been successful at it. But I'm telling you, if you have a trade or something else, really evaluate where you are because it's going to take a long time for you to make a lot of money in this industry. You're better off forming relationships with people who have been there and done that and becoming part of their team and maybe helping out. And then maybe if you're good enough and clever enough, maybe you get the business from everybody that's involved. At some point, you become the CEO of that operation, that organization. And, you know, you've asked, uh, Matt, you asked how I did it in your last segment when you talked about meal prep. I've obtained the databases of six different companies around me that were smaller than me that went out of business. Guys who started a company had several hundred in some cases, several thousand in most cases of clients in their email database that they couldn't fulfill orders for anymore because they just couldn't meet the meet the budget. So they came over to us and said, hey, will you handle this for us? And we said, we'll make you a deal. And you know, we worked out different deals with different people depending on what we thought the value of their company was. So if you do it that way, you can strategically work your way up and get to a point where you're making a nice living, you're building a good business. And then what we all hope for, at least I know I do, whether it's the chicken powder elite, that some major monster comes in and says, hey, this is how we're going to make sure that you're set for life and your family's set for life. We'll buy it out because you're profitable. You have great brand recognition. You have brand loyalty, et cetera, et cetera. So just think about what you want to do. If you want to start a meal prep company, think about who you can partner up with and team with. And, you know, Jimmy, you said before, you know, suggestions, you know, two, three, four, five, ten minds are always better than one. Sometimes right. you're looking at things and you look at it through this little lens of what you want to do. And then along comes somebody else. I'm like, all right, that's great. But what if we do this? And then all of a sudden your horizons open up and your ideas and your imagination runs wild. And that's usually what gets companies and, you know, to the to the next level. So right. for everybody out there who wants to start a real craft company, I don't want to completely discourage you, but I'm telling you, weigh, weigh, weigh your options. So, Matt, before you close, I want to say something. Chicken pound licensing kitchens. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're so new. This is 14 months into it, and we're so new with it. We're going to do some really great things with this brand. I feel it. I know it. And the opportunities are there. I love it. I, I, I love the whole elite style, the meal prepping. I, I get it. But for some reason, this chicken pound thing, to me, I, I love it. Last thing I want to say, I had a brain. And the other thing that influenced this to go further, because I kept thinking, well, people want meals. People want this, right? The doubt that I had in my mind. I knew that chicken by the pound would be a great idea, but I had a little doubt in my mind. So I get together with a group of business professionals. Every other month, we sit together. There's usually between 10 and 40 of us. They get together. And if it's 40, we break up into different tables and talk about different things. But every other month, I get together with a bunch of professionals. And Jimmy, most of the guys work out casually at best. So they're not bodybuilders. They're not enthusiasts. They're just guys who try to have kids, whatever. So it was what we do is we go around the table and introduce yourself, talk about the companies that you represent. When I stood up and I said, I have two companies I represent, Elite Lifestyle Cuisine, we do this. Chicken Pound, we do that. I'm going to tell you that across the board, around the table, everybody said, what's this chicken pound thing you're right. talking about? Chicken by the pound? Nobody gave a shit about elite. And I was like, holy crap. We're talking regular everyday people. So tremendous upside. Thank you for recognizing that. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. some more <laughs> off camera. <Absolutely. laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do some great things. And, and again, congratulations on the baby, man. Get yes, some sleep. Uh, I'll send you some, uh, some gift cards for diapers. Um, you're gonna need it. So, so, so every poop. What does it cost you? Two bucks? Three bucks? You know, I don't know. My wife has a lot of friends, and we have a lot of family. So, at her shower, they threw a lot of diapers at us, and I keep looking into that closet, and I see that stack going down. So I know, I'm like, well, when's that first? When's that first shipment gonna come in? Because my wife's a big, uh, you know, Amazon and whatever. Like, hey, we yeah. need diapers, and I'm like, all right, I just see the charges, but I haven't seen anything for diapers yet. Yeah. But, well, I'm very yeah. happy for you, man, all the way around. Thank you. Guys, yes, thank congrats, you so Matt. much for having me. Matt, awesome. I, I had such a great time. Great segment. I hope I, I was <laughs> enlightening a little bit. But um, more than anything, I had, I had a lot of fun. What do you guys, say, Matt? I hope you guys got some value out of this for those of you who are watching or listening on the various platforms that we have it on. I mean, Jimmy and I, we've known Carlo for a very long time. Great guy. 
great food. You know, coming from a consumer, I mean, I'm a fat kid at heart. I, I love food. So anything that tastes good, I'm going to recommend. Uh, and Carlo has a fantastic product. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about it. The versatility that you have with the chicken, being able to add your own carb source, your own fat source, whatever the case may be. You know, you guys, you have the ability to make whatever meal you want, assuming that you're going to use chicken as the main protein source. But it's, it's a fantastic product, uh, a great price for what you're getting, elite uh, you know, lifestyle cuisine. If you're looking for the whole package, you don't want to have to worry about making something on the side. You want a meal that's ready to go right then and there. Fantastic company to go with. Carlo, thank you so much. Again, congrats on the baby and continued success in everything that you do. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Matt. Jimmy, thank you. So great to catch up with you guys. Yeah. Really Absolutely. had a blast, man. Much so love, thank- man. And we'll, we'll talk soon, okay? You got it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.